Hey, are you hiring? If you answered yes, let Zentegra Staffing help staff your IT people needs. Head over to Zentegra.com forward slash Zentegra Staffing to find out more. Zentegra Staffing, we can staff your IT people needs. Welcome to another edition of the Citrix Session with your hosts, Andy Whiteside and Bill Sutton, your source for all things Citrix. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of the Citrix Session podcast. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. Got a little bit of a unique scenario today. We didn't record a podcast this week because I was on uh, on vacation on Monday when we normally do this. Uh, however, today when we came into the office, we found out that Citrix has reported some vulnerabilities in the Citrix ADC and SD-WAN product set. And so we decided we would jump on and talk over that with a couple of team members on the Zintegra side. So we have uh, sales engineers, uh, Harvey Green and Randy Price, uh, both very uh, senior sales engineers uh, in the Citrix space, as well as other EUC technologies. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Doing good. Doing good. So as fate would have it, I actually jumped off of that tab. So I'm not exactly sure which uh, Citrix article I'm looking for here. Um, but uh, Citrix has announced, what, uh, five or six vulnerabilities in the uh, in the ADC and SD-WAN space. And we want to jump on and, and help people become aware of that and, and how to address it. Absolutely. So the, the CTX article is number 276688. And it does address a number of uh, vulnerabilities that are in the, in the code here. Uh, it's 11 in total. So Harvey, uh, I, I, said, I said ADC and SD-WAN. It's ADC, SD-WAN, and Citrix Gateway, not the service, right? So anybody using this in the cloud, uh, assumably, is not not in need of patching because Citrix would have already done that for you. That's one of the benefits of having it, you know, as a service. That's exactly Harvey, right. Pointing out, they've announced 11 vulnerabilities in those various products. Yeah, it's 11 in total. Uh, ranging across, just as you referenced, uh, Citrix ADC, Citrix Gateway, and uh, SD-WAN, uh, WAN up. Looks like it is exclusively WAN up for SD-WAN. So uh, let's, let's call out real quick, right? We got to applaud Citrix for calling these things to our attention. Um, we absolutely. Had six months ago or less, maybe three months ago, uh, that went on for a little while. And, you know, even we were a little slow to react to it. And then a lot of people found themselves in need of rebuilding their environments. Um, you know, all companies have these challenges and it's whether you choose to admit it and choose to address it or not is the question. So, you know, kudos for Citrix for, for standing up here and, and letting people know that there are challenges that, that they have addressed uh, with uh, workarounds or not workarounds. This is actual uh, firmware fixes, right? That's correct. So the, I'm glad you referenced the earlier one uh, that, that was happening very late last year, very early this year. Uh, that this is not that situation. I mean, it is a vulnerability, but it is not that same situation in that it's already you know gone out far enough that the, the exploits are on the internet and things like that. Um, these these are fixes that uh, have been put in place to mitigate the issue, the issues that they've discovered since there are more than one. And uh, the firmware to address these has actually already been released. Uh, so they just released a bunch of them last night. Uh, you know, one of them 
Uh, one of the versions, it was a 12.1 version, actually got released uh, a couple weeks ago, and it does not contain these vulnerabilities. So definitely something that we would recommend you getting in place uh, and or we can definitely help with doing that as well. So I'm looking at the, the table here and it talks about uh, the attacker privileges. Um, it looks like they vary everything from an um, authenticated VPN, um, unauthenticated remote user. Are, are there any of these that are as um, worrisome as the one from earlier where basically you just could take over the NetScaler and, or excuse me, ADC uh, <laughs> and, and have your way with it and build additional services and VIPs into it? So, no, this is not of the same, uh, I guess, attack surface of the last one. Uh, this, this is still a set of serious vulnerabilities, but when we kind of raised the flag on the last one and said, you know, this is a, a 10 out of 10, this is the worst thing we've seen, uh, it, it continues that that one is the worst. This one it does not uh, come up to that level, although it is still definitely a serious set of vulnerabilities that need to be taken care of. Okay. Hey, Randy, we've kind of been talking without you. Any, uh, any additional thoughts or comments on what's happened? Well, I was just going to mention, right? So a couple of things. If you're, you know, if you've went through from a management interface, a lot of these deal with from a uh, attack or attacking the management interface on your ADCs or Citrix gateways, right? And if you're, you know, if you're following some of Citrix's recommendations specifically around securing that, you know, that really greatly reduce, reduces your surface area of attack, right? So, um, it helps to mitigate, doesn't completely mitigate, but does help prevent some of these sort of attacks. Again, you know, applying the updates are, is still recommended. Um, but, you know, it just kind of goes to show, you know, following Citrus's recommended practices and going along with that, it definitely can help, right? And especially in scenarios such as this from a security standpoint. So, Yeah, and sometimes people kind of skip those things. And, yep. and, and in theory, you get away with it sometimes. But eventually, especially in today's Internet-facing world, eventually that's going to catch up with you. So it's it's two-pronged. One, staying on the latest updates, which if we look at you know, the recommendation in this article, it talks about what people should do. Um, big part of that is applying the latest fixes but also includes you know following best practice guidelines from citrix and, and other uh, consulting vendors like us uh, to try to mitigate even the risk of these things being a problem right and the other thing to kind of point out too right everything it, it relating in this article um is mainly affecting you know gateway or authentication virtual servers or the netscaler ip or management interface um none of this affects any of your load balancing or content switching v servers so, um, so that's another another positive, if you will, regarding this one um, specifically. But you know, again, it, there's various, you know, there's various different vulnerabilities as well as different attack methods or, or pre, they call them preconditions here, right? That have to be in a, in effect for you to be able to even take advantage of the exploit. Um, and there's no known exploits out in the field, you know, today uh, for any of these. So, um, actually going in and, and performing the the uh, firmware upgrade, you know, actually remediates all of these. So that's a great thing versus the last, you know, the last vulnerability that was discovered. So, so Harvey, I guess we're assuming that people should uh, do this in their UAT environments if they have one first uh, um, and and test the patch to make sure it doesn't cause adverse effects, right? Absolutely. Yeah, if you have a test environment, which is another one of the things that we recommend, 
Uh, it would make sense to put this in place. Uh, again, as Andy said, run against your, your UAT environment to make sure that you're not having any issues or any unintended consequences from it. And from there, as long as it clears your standards, then you would move to putting that into production. Uh, again, you know, this is a, a list of vulnerabilities. So uh, don't, don't necessarily let testing it in UAT take so long that you still run in production without having the fixes out there because that means your production environment is what will remain vulnerable. But uh, I, yes, you would definitely you know want to try to get some testing done. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, I think the goal of this podcast was to jump on real quick, get something out there so that people knew this was an issue. They're welcome to reach out to us or Citrix to uh, to talk about how to mitigate it and, and make um, some recommendations on on how to prevent this in the future, as well as to get the patch installed as, as quickly and safely as possible. Any additional uh, comments before we wrap this one up? I don't have any. I'm good. No, I'm good on my side. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for jumping on short notice, and uh, we'll get this put out and let our team circulate it and also get it out on the Internet and let people uh, let people discover it. And I appreciate you guys doing this. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, guys. We jumped back in the podcast real quick. Randy brought up a really good topic, which was uh, we do offer a free Citrix networking assessment uh, that will allow us to come in and review your environment and take uh, – um, take a look at some of these things we're talking about here to mitigate the risk. So uh, I wish we'd have brought that up in the in the original recording, but I did want to throw that in here again at the end. It's it's free and uh, can't hurt to have someone else take a look uh, to see how your environment's configured. So with that, uh, now we'll wrap it up. All right, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Citrix Session with your hosts, Andy Whiteside and Bill Sutton. A special thanks to our guest for attending today's podcast. Podcast produced by Pete Downing. For any input or if you'd like to be a part of our podcast, please email us at info at Zentegra.com. Please head over to Zentegra.com forward slash podcast to listen to all podcasts in this series. This podcast is copyrighted by Zentegra LLC. Thank you.